Welcome to the 1% Club. If you guys want access to all my MMA plays and tell exactly what I'm doing, make sure you join the Discord by clicking the link in the description below. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the 1% Club podcast. We always do our uh, our special episode with my man Shay here. First, before we get into this week, let's talk about UFC 280. Man, you've been giving units out. I need to get on the unit boat because I haven't really been giving units. But I think right now over the last like month, you're up like 39.09 units. Is that right? Yeah, it's still listen. Over a year, that's still good, right? Any amount of any amount of time, that's that's excellent. I got to get on the unit bandwagon here. I got to get on the unit bandwagon. Uh, but let's talk about, dude. Let's talk about a couple things. One, uh, let's talk about Gamrot Dariush. I don't think I devalued Gamrot. Uh, I don't think I overvalued Gamrot. I think I devalued Dariush. Man, he looked incredible. He's made me look stupid a couple times now. I said that on my breakdown earlier this week. I think if you match him with Charles Oliveira, I think he gets the win. I really do. He called out Oliveira. I think he beats Oliveira. I really do. I feel I would I would venture to say that that fight would be plus money Dariush, and I would take that to the bank, and I feel really good about it. I'm tired of betting. I'm tired of look. I'm tired of Benel Dariush making me look stupid. <clears throat> Which he did. Nope. He called out Oliveira after. That's why I referenced the Oliveira fight. I love that fight. I'll take Dariush all day. Uh, moving on. Chukagian, you know the rule. Golden rule. Uh, Kaylin Chukagian by decision at plus 280, 250. I mean, man, I, I play that 10 times out of 10 again. And I, I said this earlier in the week. I said, you guys at home they have to understand the difference between a losing play and a bad play. That is a great example of a great play that lost. I'm good with it all day. No problem. Sean O'Malley versus Pudion. Bro, props to you. Mad props to you. Uh, Sean O'Malley by decision. You played that. And you played Sean O'Malley money line. Uh, dude, I... I you crushed it. You know what I mean? I didn't think you won the fight, but it's not a robbery by any means. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be upset at that... Uh, you can't be upset at that decision. You just can't, man. It's it's It was a close fight. And that's another thing the fans need to understand. They need to understand the difference between a close fight and a robbery because that was that was not a robbery by any means. And, uh, you know, I I did think that – I did think that uh, Jan did enough to win that. But, hey, man, it's not a robbery. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm good with it. Mm-hmm.
Hey, man, talk your shit. Everybody gave you all kinds of grief in the comments. Talk your shit, man. I ain't even mad at you, bro. Sean O'Malley, plus 500 by decision. Cash is good for you, man. Great eye, great eye. I, great eye. I, I'm with it. I'm all fear for it. Uh, we were on, uh, we liked Aljo. Aljo won. Injury, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not here to discuss any of that. He got the win. I thought he looked really good. And just because TJ got hurt doesn't mean I'm going to discredit, uh, Aljo for, for, I thought he looked good still. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no doubt. Uh, and then Islam, Islam made it look easy. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, you know we, that was a play that we both liked a lot. So, uh, <laughs> I love it, man. <clears throat> Listen, I, I. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some props right here. I don't like throwing you props very often because it goes to your head. But if you guys aren't convinced that this dork in the, with the backwards hat and the sunglasses knows how to bet yet, yeah, I don't know what's going to convince you. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, every single week that goes by, this guy's putting up some play that some casual on the comments, oh, there's no way that's going to hit. And then it hits. You know what I mean? Like, dude... And I've been hanging around this guy. I've been hanging around you long enough to know that this, this he gets lucky every week. You know what I mean? Like every he gets lucky. He gets like every week he gets lucky, guys. Every week he does. So it. You did. You did. You did. No, we won't. We're gonna get into UFC Fight Night, which is this week. I'll be there. I'm cornering my man Joe Holmes. Let's go. We got a tough fight, but I think we're gonna get it done. And is you know, is I, I obviously I always like always like my guys. But let's talk about at first. Let's talk about Andre Avlosky versus Marcos de Lima. Man, we have a rule. We have a rule, and uh, it's Andre Avlosky by split decision. The grass is green, sky is blue, and Andre Avlosky wins by split decision, similar to the Chukagian. I'm breaking the rule this time, man. I don't know how you feel about this fight, but I'm going to break the rule this, this time. Uh, here's here's my thing with Delima. I think he's faster. I think he's stronger. I think he's got more stopping power. My my deficiency on the Lima side is going to be uh, cardio. I think he he tends to get tired. I just don't think Andre is going to be able to capitalize that. Andre's pace has drastically slowed. I think with age, he's learned how to pace a fight a little bit better. I don't think you're going to see Andre in the third round pressing him hard. Uh, I just think the speed and power of Delima and volume. I think he's got more volume too. The speed and volume are the two biggest things. Like Andre's volume is relatively low, and he never he never seems to like pull away from people. So I feel like Lima's going to get up a round or two and uh, and and pull away with this fight. I I could see a thirty twenty seven as well, and I could see some takedowns on the Delima side also. I just you know I think we got more uh, we got more ways more ways to win on the Delima side uh, than than on the Arlovsky side. What are your thoughts on that?
that's that's exactly where I was gonna go with it. I was I was literally gonna say there's a certain way to play this fight, but we're gonna save that for the Discord. So you gave it away. All good. All good. No, it's all good, man. That that's the way to play this fight. That's the only way to play this fight, in my opinion. If you wanna if you wanna hedge both sides. Uh, next up, Jacoby versus Roundtree. Uh, Dustin Jacoby versus Khalil Roundtree. Uh, listen, I'm gonna be biased on this. I'm gonna have a slight bias, but I do feel like my bias is just. You know, I, I, Dustin Jacoby is one of my teammates. And uh, I think he's got a. I think he's got an edge everywhere except for the speed factor here, right? Like I, I don't think he's got speed, but he's long. He's got a fantastic jab, a fantastic low kick, and uh, I, I, I think he's a tough matchup for Roundtree. For me, the only way I see Roundtree winning this fight is if he gets Justin Jacoby out of there, which is no easy task. I, I don't see a scenario where he puts out more volume than Jacoby. Uh, the only way I could really see him win in a decision is if he hurts Jacoby two or three times and you know wobbles him and wins the round that way. But I just don't think over the course of 15 minutes that Khalil Roundtree is better than Dustin Jacoby, which is why I like Jacoby. I could see Jacoby winning by decision. I could see him winning by knockout. Uh, and and I, I, I haven't spoke to him or, or the team on this one or anything like that, but I, I got to think that he's going to initiate the clinch to to take some of that power and speed out of, out of the... Uh, the round tree machine gun. Fair enough. Fair enough. Next up, Josh Frim, Treason Gore. Uh, there's a there's a common opponent here, and that is uh, I shouldn't say common opponent, a common denominator here, and that is Cody Brundage, who has just knocked out Treason Gore, and uh, Cody Brundage also happens to be Josh Frim and Dustin Jacoby's teammate. Cody is known for his wrestling, for sure. Frim is not. Frim is a power puncher. He is a kickboxer at heart, and he's got some nasty, nasty knockouts. All that being said, I think what makes Cody striking so dangerous is his ability to take somebody down, right? Uh, Frim sitting at, I think he's minus 150-ish range, 55, 60, somewhere in there. Uh, if I'll just say this. If Cody can knock out Gore, Frim sure as hell can knock him out. My, my, my beef with the Frim thing is, is it, the, the way they go about knocking out people, right? Like it's just... Frim's volume is going to be a little bit lower than than uh, than Cody's, and the and the the takedowns won't be a threat from Frim. So I do think this is a little. Uh, it's a. I don't want to say it's a tougher or easier fight, but it's a different fight than the Brundage matchup. Because if you just say, "Oh, Brundage knocked him out," well, Frim's a striker. Striker uh, strikers are going to knock him out, right? I don't necessarily think the MMA math works like that. I think Frim's volume is going to be lower, and I think uh, he he uh, he doesn't have the threat of the takedown to open up the striking. All that being said, I really like Josh Frim in this fight. I think I just think he's a better. I think he's a better overall fighter, and uh, I do think it's a, it is a difficult matchup for both of these guys, though.
Waldo Acosta, Jared Vandera. Here's my problem with Jared Vandera. You know what I'm about to say. You know what I'm about to say. I don't like his fight IQ. I hate it. I hate it. He just fought Chase Sherman. This is my biggest beef with fighters as a whole today. Chase Sherman, clearly a great, uh, I would say a great striker, a better striker than Vandera. Vandera has a clear-cut path to victory to beat Chase Sherman, which is what, Shay? Take him down. In 15 minutes' time, how many takedown attempts did he make? I don't understand it. I wish I could have him in front of me. I know he's a great dude. I've met him before. He's an awesome human. I just don't understand. I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's his team. I don't know the the, the idea of that. I don't understand it. I just don't get it. Um, yeah, go ahead, please. Nah, maybe so, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I okay, so so all that being said, it's really difficult difficult for me to play a fighter that doesn't have the fight IQ. He doesn't use it. I don't even know Acosta that well. I don't. I for me, I'm staying away from this fight. Uh, I don't like anybody on this fight. I just Jared Vandera's fight IQ really bothers me. Chase Sherman. Love it. Come in. You won't. You won't uh, hear a peep from me. Uh, Means versus Griffin. Co-main event. Tim Means, Max Griffin. Uh, I like both these guys a lot. I really do. Uh, I came up in the game with Tim Means, and I like Max Griffin a lot. I thought he's looked much improved lately. But for me, in this fight, I see a guy that's kind of. I see the years catching up with him, and then I see Max Griffin that's getting better every every fight. Uh, I don't have a strong stance on this, but I, I, I don't, uh, when I'm capping a fight, it's really hard to judge momentum, right? Like where a fighter is going, but you can't really put a price on that. But if, but there is something there here, you know, I, I, unless, you know, unless, and sometimes we do see this, sometimes we'll see a vet that's like, oh, he's out of there. And then you're like, oh, holy shit. Where did, you know what I mean? Like, where did this come from? I, there was one I was just thinking of. Uh, recently that that I wrote off and then I was like wait a second this guy just looked incredible you know so uh it does happen but I, I see one guy in Max Griffin that his stock is going up and I see one guy in Tim Means not that he's bad it's just the years are catching up and he's getting older like it's just father time is undefeated you know so I don't have a strong stance on this but I, I definitely lean uh Max Griffin you know, at the minus 190, 200 range, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, that's why we have you on the show. You know, I don't, I don't tell, t tell us your thoughts on this.
It's real. Uh, lastly, co-main event UFC Fight Night, Calvin Cater, Arnold Allen. Uh, I've seen a little bit of flip-flopping. It seems like Arnold Allen is anywhere from a pick'em to a minus 130 I've seen. Uh, to me, I, 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 I'm kind of in the same boat. Not, not that I feel like either one of these guys are going up and down, but there, it's such conflicting information. So I'm just going to tell you my, my thought process when I look at this fight. Technically, I think these guys are very similar, right? I think these guys are very similar technically. Um, I think Arnold Allen is going to look to mix his game up a little bit. I think he's going to look to mix in the takedowns a little bit more than Cater would. Cater's got great takedown take defense, so I don't think that's – it's kind of a wash to me. But if you guys are leaning Arnold Allen, I like the over four and a half in this fight or the fight to go the distance. If there's a finish in this fight, I do believe more times than not that it's going to be on the Cater side. My one problem with seeing a young kid like this in Arnold Allen in big shows is five rounds. Cater's been there. Cater's tried and tested through and through, passed with flying colors, man. Sometimes when you see these guys get drugged into the deep end, they change. The, the, and, and, and Calvin Cater seems to be the guy to do that. Look at the Giga Chikazi fight, right? Like, Giga was a monster in three rounds, but. Cater made him look like he made him look bad, man. Five rounds is different. It's a different. It's a, It's another fight, really. You know. So, if there's a finish, I more times than not I see it being on the Cater side. If it goes to decision, I could see both guys winning a decision. Uh, but I would favor Arnold Allen just because I think he's going to mix his game up a little bit more. So, I guess what we're asking for me is is uh you know we have experience and we have youth here. Not that Cater is old. But he's got way more experience. He's got the power to finish. He's got the experience uh, in fights and five-round experience. And he's got the durability. With Allen, I think he mixes his game up a little bit better. Uh, he's got youth on his side. And he's been in some some big fights. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm very conflicted on this. To me, this is a true pick-em fight. Um, and I can give you a case both ways on why I think either guy is going to win. You know what I mean? So uh, this is a true pick and fight, and I would I would put this right at, at pick em odds. I think they they've they've capped this correctly. If I had to uh, if I had to sway a line one way or the other, it would probably be on the Allen side, just because he mixes his game up a little bit better. But if there's a finish, I think it's going to go on the Cater side. So I'm very conflicted on this. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it though. Really. I think I know who you're going to play, but let's hear it.
Let me ask you this. Where do you think the line would be if Cater would have won a split decision against Josh Emmett? Really? So we talked about we talked about uh, the hand speed. One of the things, and you talk about this a lot, and I think this is really important. Like one of the things that uh, I think is important to note that, especially with longer guys, it's it it favors ah, it doesn't favor longer guys, but longer guys have a tendency to look slower. So one of the things that you if if you and this is just for the people at home capping, and I I would venture to say that you don't haven't looked at this. I'm just going to say it anyway. If you're going to look at somebody and you're going to call them slow, the, the, if I ever call somebody slow, if I ever watch them watch film and I say that person looks slow, the next thing that I do is I look at their hand placement. Because if their hand placement is way back here, it takes a longer time to go here. But if their hand placement is out in front, they don't have to be fast to, to, to throw that out. So uh, and then, and then hand motion, right? Like if everything looks like if, if it looks like a, that's a big deal too. I don't think Cater does that a lot. I don't think he's slow, but I do think maybe, I don't think he's as slow as you're saying though. Like I, he's the, the speed advantage for sure is on our line. It's fast. Mm -hmm. Correct. Listen, I love it. I, I, great. I mean, it's great insight. Right, wrong, or indifferent. You brought some great points to the to the table on all this, you know. So, uh, man, you crushed it last week. Great work. And uh, man, this week this it's kind of a weak weak card, but I I think there's some good matchups on this. You know, Jacoby Roundtree, Frim Gore has got uh, Cater Allen's got all the those. That's his main card alone. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, there, dude. There's a lot of there, this could be a really good card. So. 
Once again, guys, make sure if you guys aren't in the Discord, make sure you join. This guy's this guy's in the Discord every day, throwing out just you know, NBA bombs, NFL bombs, MLB bombs, and MMA bombs. As you guys see, we don't have a we don't have a ball sports show. Maybe we need to start one. So, cash those checks, guys. We'll see you guys next week.